fireworks start at every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m., there's a very interesting recommendation, which is from the North Gate Square, Beiman Guangchang. From there, you can see the North Gate and the front. And behind the North Gate, there's another historic building, the Taiwan Railway Museum. That's a place you should go. Time for a break. Grab a coffee, get comfy, and catch up with old friends. Join us for an easy chat on all the biggest news stories of the day on ICRT Breakdown, a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in cooperation with the National Development Council. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to ICRT's Breakdown. And of course, I'm joined today by my fantastic co-host, Paz. Hi, I'm Paz. And Paz, we have a very special guest with us this time, Jerome. Hello, Jerome. Hi, Tim. Hi, Paz. Hi, everyone. My name is Jerome. It's good to be here on ICRT Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. And since, Jerome, since we have you here with us right now, why don't you tell us about, uh, I think you have a podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So my podcast, the Chinese name is 旅行热炒店. I always love to visit places that other people don't really go to. And besides that, I always love to dig into the history, the geography, and the culture there just to help us understand more about these places. So in my podcast, I'm primarily talking about my travel to these different places and try to uh, learn about these places, share what I have learned with my audience. That's basically what this podcast is for. And it's called 旅行热炒店, because 旅行 means travel. And 热炒店 is like the Taiwanese, you know, like stir fry or like that kind of uh, eatery kind of place. And that's the feeling I want to share with people just that, yeah, I brought this different like geography, history, and things I can share all together. And I'm like the chef there and doing a stir fry, doing the cook so that you can enjoy a fantastic meal. Okay, so Jerome, one quick question. Actually, two quick questions. Yep. So you're the 日潮店的老板. So exactly. how are your cooking skills? Uh, to be honest, uh, when I first came to the U.S. as the uh, stu- international student, my cooking skill was really good. But ever since I graduated and have more higher income to just eat out or buy stuff, um, I think, yeah, my cooking skill is just going down over time, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I-, I can understand that because I kind of in the same boat. And the other thing I'm kind of curious about is you're also an author. And you wrote a book about your travels in the United States? Yeah, so it's called 美国后像, or American Back Alice. And that's basically, um, the story behind this is that, yeah, I like to travel and I usually like to go to other countries, not in the U.S., but during the COVID, I just visited so many different places in the U.S. because I was trapped there. <laughs> I was trapped in the U.S. I couldn't visit other places. So then I told myself, okay, if I can only stay in the U.S., I'm going to visit the most remote, the weirdest place in the U.S. So I visited Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Island, and a Hawaiian island that other people don't go to called Molokai, and also the northernmost city of Alaska, Barrow or Uktiatvik in their indigenous language. So basically, I share my, uh, I compile all these uh, experiences together and wrote this book, Xiang. The idea is basically to tell people the part of US that you don't really see in major mainstream media. So if we see, say like what we see in pop culture or the mainstream media as the storefront, and then the back alley is the side that you don't see a lot. So that's what I like to share with people in this book. 
OK，Cool、okay.。So， 各位听众，大家好，我的名字是 Jerome， 我目前有主持一个 Podcast 节目，叫做《旅行热潮店》啊。这个节目呢，其实就是我自己旅行经验的一个分享。我非常喜欢旅行，那我特别是喜欢去一些很冷门、很奇怪的地方，像西非、像中亚，像是伊斯兰国家。那我喜欢说自己是一个地理历史宅，因为我每次不管去旅行到什么地方的时候呢，都想要去知道一下，说，哎，那边啊、呃、的地理是怎么样子的，那边的人经历。过什么样子的事情，然后在节目上面跟大家分享。所以这是我的节目《旅行热炒店》。那热炒店的意思就好像是说我把地理、历史和人文作为食材，在这个节目上，我像一位厨师一样料理给大家，让大家可以尝到世界各地的不同滋味。那接下来关于书的部分的话，这本书叫做《美国后巷》。那其实就是因为呢，在 COVID 期间我都不能去其他国家旅行，我就被关在美国的境内啊。就是因为这样呢，我去了美国一些比较遥远的地方，像的是。是阿拉斯加最北边的小镇，然后有一个呃夏威夷的海岛叫做摩洛凯，它是一般人不太会去夏威夷的一个海岛。那我就把这一些经验集合起来，希望跟大家分享。呃，或许我们在主流媒体看到的是这个。呃，美国的正面哦，美国的这个店面本身。那我们如果到这个后巷的部分呢，就是要看到美国的另外一面。这都是书的内容。Okay, thank you so much. Wow, <笑> the reason why we've invited you here today, you mentioned that you're a history nerd.、Uh, you also know a lot about traveling overall. <笑> so for today's episode, we've invited you to come here and talk about the Taipei Summer Festival that's <笑> taking place in Dadaotun.、Yes. Right, and and this year I think the Summer Festival is lasting fifty one days. Wow, from July first. <笑> First, all the way to August twentieth. That's quite long. It is a long time. It wraps up right before the Chinese Valentine's Day of Qixi. So maybe could you tell us a little bit about this event? Ah,、uh, sure. So my understanding is that the event used to be like a one time or like one weekend event. It's just a a weekend fireworks show for the Valentine's Day. But this year. The city of Taipei, they want to make it more fun and add more into the event. So that's why、uh, they make it longer to a fifty-one day event, and they basically have fireworks weekly. Yeah, that's really cool. But it's more than just fireworks.、Uh, there are other experiences you can、uh, enjoy. You can tour the historic area, and you can also、uh, visit the Dadaocheng Wharf area just to experience more of that. Yeah, and we can talk more about this later. Okay, so the Dadaocheng Festival. 是比较特别，它是有延长到五十一天，然后就像 Jerome 刚有讲到的，每个礼拜都会有烟火 ，so there are fireworks shows every week. And you mentioned also that there are different kinds of events. So 除了烟火秀之外，还有一些其他的活动，可以在大道城的附近，可以去那边去逛，也可以去吃，也可以去认识一下周围的历史，这样。是的，是的，是的。And I'm also interested,、uh, Jerome. You say that you're a geography and history nerd, exactly. And we're talking about <laughs> this festival going on at Daodaocheng. So why in Daodaocheng? I mean, you know, to me that seems like the old part of Taipei. So what's maybe special about that area? Okay, sure. So to answer this question, we have to go back a little bit in time. Well, not a lot, just to the mid 19th century,、uh, during the Qing Dynasty, Qing Chao. And you have to imagine back then Taipei was not quite populated. Some of you may know that. Few centuries ago, the Taipei Basin was still a lake, and the lake just slowly turned into swamp. But back then, just not a lot of people lived there. And back then, the primary means of transportation is by boat. So that's why, if you look at the older map, the early settlements in Taipei Basin are all along the river, like Wanhua, Xindian, Xinzhuang, and Dadaocheng was just one of them. Not like that special. 
But what happened later is in the the end of 19th century to the Japanese colonial period, 日治时期 During that time, it just became harder for ships to go upstream. So you can imagine now the ships cannot navigate all the way up to Wanhua or Xindian. And where would they turn to? They turn to Dadaosheng because it was still possible for them to navigate there. So back then, just imagine in Taiwan, all the locals from all over Taiwan, they would bring all kinds of goods to Dadaosheng, like rice, like sugar, like tea, or camphor, zhangnao to Dadaosheng. And people from other countries like China, Japan, or even Europe or US, they would come all the way to Dadaosheng to buy stuff. During that time, Dadaosheng just became a major port of export and the trading center of Taiwan. And now you have to imagine, because of this business, Dadaosheng people who lived there just became so rich. They accumulated a lot of wealth there. And then what would they do? They built fancy houses with very refined decoration there, because that's a way to show off or to demonstrate their achievement and their wealth. So that's why if you go to Dadaosheng today, you still see like some of the most refined and the most fancy buildings in Taiwan. I see. So the whole Dadaosheng area will have so many old buildings because it was once a trading center. So there are many people who started to make money and they started to build these more refined. 是是是，对，而且也是因为就是大概到了清朝还有日治时期的时候，那个时候开船没有办法再开到更上游的地方去了，所以大道城就变成一个当时这一些商人还有这些船家他们比较喜欢的地方。那是因为这样大道城才会变得这么重要。Oh, that is really cool. I actually I know 大道城 was is a historical place, but I never knew exactly why it was so important. <笑> That's really interesting to know. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the Dadaochen, the Taipei Summer Festival. So talking about the Taipei Summer Festival,、um, what are some of the activities that the the city has planned for the area? So we already mentioned that there are the fireworks,、mm-hmm. and then you know to browse the Dadaochen historical site. Are there any activities that the city had planned? So regarding the summer festival itself, of course, the spotlight of the entire festival is the fireworks, and I think most importantly,、um, now as we say. Uh, that uh, take place every Wednesday night at eight thirty p.m. So, which means it's just not one fireworks show; it's multiple, like weekly, all the way till the the last day of the show is、uh, August twentieth. That's a Sunday, and they have an extended version also at eight thirty. But in addition to that, I think the coolest thing is probably yeah, they did some light decoration or lighting experience around Dadaocheng Wharf, Dadaocheng Mattel. And that occurs every night from six to nine p.m. And the coolest thing is that it's designed by a local team based in Dadaocheng, so it's a local team,、oh. and they basically combine the lighting with the local landscape to create a very different vibe from what you see during the day. And if you are there, there are a few other options you can take.、Uh, one is you can. Board a river cruise, which would take you along the river for sightseeing, which should be a very different experience from sightseeing on the land. Or they have this container market, Huogui Shiji, where they have live DJ performances and many different kinds of food, and that's also something to check out. And then I want to share something that really caught my attention because when I was still in Taipei, I really like biking. And I think we all know that Taipei has decent bike trails all over. And then 
now, so if you like biking like I do, then now you can combine your visit to Dadaocheng with your biking trip. And most importantly, uh, right now the city is hosting uh something they call it a cycling circle challenge, which means yeah, if you are able to cycle and make a circle around the city, and if you finish that early enough, and if you are able to upload your record early enough, you'll be able to get a souvenir. You can get a reward from the city, which should be really cool if you are a big fan of biking. And I think, especially if you're a traveler in Taipei during the、oh, summer、yeah. season, it's like a badge of honor. Like I cycled、right. around the entire city,、exactly. and I have this to prove it. So that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. I just let me interject for one second, though. If you bicycle around the entire city, that's like seventy k. It's sixty <laughs> six kilometers. Okay, okay, sixty six, seventy. Okay, let's not get too picky now here, Pat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in this heat in the summer, even though it's basically pretty flat because you're going along the rivers and stuff, <laughs> that is still going to kill you. And so、yeah. I think after a long Ride like that, you need to check out the restaurants there at the Dao Dao Cheng area <laughs> and get some good food and some good refreshments because you're going to be beat. Absolutely,、oh, yeah. true. Yeah, that would be a perfect combination. Just yeah, ride really hard along the bike trails, and then when you get to Dao Dao Cheng, yeah, that's a time for you to get some shaved ice or. Enjoy good food, right? Yeah, and then like stay during the night, and then enjoy the fireworks show,、exactly. and then you ride back to your hotel,、perfect. to your home, and then you know ride back to your hotel.、Night. Okay, Paz. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, 大道城夏日节除了可以看很特别的烟火秀之外呢，也可以逛一个货柜市集呀，也可以搭游船，然后就是在海岸上河上对，然后就是可以看美景。Yes, you can see beautiful sights while taking a ferry. And I don't know, Paz. Have you ever tried that before? I have not. not Not in Taipei. I've taken the ferry in Gaosheng on Love River. But、mm-hmm. if you take the ferry here in Taipei, especially at nighttime, yeah, I've done it before. We start out in Guandu,、mm-hmm. but they head up the river towards you know Dao Dao Cheng and then back out to Danshui, and it's amazing to see the city from that angle.、Mm-hmm. You know, it looks completely different from the water than it does when you're on land, and、mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And it's、oh, kind、yeah. of you know, it's a good way to kill the evening. And plus, there's always a nice breeze on the river,、yes. so it's a good way to cool down <laughs> too.、Sure. So after that long bike ride, I think you'll need that、uh, trip on the water to cool down. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Now, Taipei is also organizing a challenge to test the bike. So if you can ride a bike and ride the bike while enjoying the Taipei, you can also get a souvenir, a special item. Okay, so you mentioned that Dadaocheng, because of its historical significance, so it's considered a historical place. Are there any Places within Dadaocheng that you feel are must-see experiences or places that you must visit. If you go to Dadaocheng, then there are some things you must visit. Sure. Yeah. So when we talk about Dadaocheng, I think everybody would probably agree that yeah, the most、uh, important spot to check out is Dihua Jie, Dihua Street. And I think the coolest thing about Dihua Jie is that remember earlier I just mentioned that Dadaocheng became a major trading center in Taiwan about late 19 to early 20th century. And actually, today it still is. I know that people don't usually go shopping to Dadaocheng, but if you buy something very special, let's say like wholesale food, uh, Nanbei Huo or Chinese medicine or fabrics, 布料 then. Dadaocheng is the place you should go to, and these are not things you typically find in local supermarket or convenience stores. So definitely, it's still a trading center. It just sells something very different. So a very cool experience is to walk along the street and just to see, yeah, what they sell in those stores. That's a wonderful experience. And then, of course, over time, people kind of add different kind of business into the street. So there are also some very Modern 
cafes, shops, or bookstore, or a fusion of a traditional and a more modern stores. These are also places that some people really like. And I think most importantly, a lot of people of my age they would go to Dadaocheng because of one temple. The temple is Taipei Xiahai Chenghuangmiao. Or in my own word, I would say, yeah, that's the matchmaker temple. As the place, if you want good marriage or good romance, that's the place you should go to. And a lot of people would go there, including people from Japan or Korea. When they visit Taiwan, they will go to these places. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, is that the same temple? There's one temple I know in that area. That there's a lot of small food stands out in front of too,、oh. and it's a great place just to kind of go and see a feel of old Taiwan. You know, there's the old parents who are probably still running the food stand, and you get some very old style traditional Taiwanese food. And under the shade of the banyan trees, it's also very comfortable too. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that the same temple? I don't, I can't remember. Right, I think the temple is right next to Yongle Market, Yongle Shishan. Okay, right. Yongle Shishan, which is famous is, for is fabrics. The, yeah, it's famous. It's famous for fabrics, but also I think the the area. Around the market is the place you'll find most of the street food and most uh eating options. Cool, cool. 大道城呢，我刚刚前面说它在十九世纪末二十世纪初的时候变成是台北的一个商业中心。那我想要跟大家分享的是，其实到了今天，它都还是一个商业中心。各位可能会说啊，大道城什么商业中心？我从来不会去那边买东西吧。但是各位你要想想看，你如果要买南北货，你要买中药材，你要去年货大街，或者是你要买布料，哦，这些东西你去便利商店或者是去超市，你是买不到的，在网络上也不能买得到。你要去哪里呢？你要去大道城。哦，所以大道城它还是一个商业中心，只是它卖的东西比较特别一些。那很棒的一个经验就是，你可以沿着迪化街走，去观察旁边的店家都在卖什么东西。那当然，到了比较最近呢，也开始有一些我们讲比较现代、比较文青，或者是融合传统与现代的这些小店，在迪化街上面开始出现的。那有一些年轻人也非常喜欢。那我想，有些人跟我年纪差不多的，可能很喜欢另外一个地方是台北霞海城隍庙。哦，那我想很多人会去那个地方拜月老、求姻缘，甚至包括来自日本和韩国的观光客也会去做这样子的事情。那也是目前来说大稻城非常受瞩目的一个地方。Okay, so after we've spent the entire day checking out all the fun stuff there in that area, you know, walking up and down Dihua Street, trying some of the food, getting some chua bing and things like that. <laughs> Now the sunset is coming, and we can see the sun going down over the river. So it's a very beautiful sight, and we want to get ready to catch those fireworks because we all have our cameras ready for that perfect firework shot.、Mm-hmm. So where do I go to get that shot? Well, to 哪里拍照会最好呢？好的。I think the most critical thing is to first to look at is the location. The exact location where the fireworks will be launched is the River Danshuihe between Water Gate Number Three, facing Zhengzhou Lu, and Water Gate Number Five, facing Mingsheng Xi Lu. And therefore, the most straightforward way is to go to the Riverside Park between these two water gates, and then. Be sure you get there early. The fireworks start at 8:30 p.m., but you probably need to go there a bit early to secure a good spot. Ah,、uh, so it, 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 it,
if you don't like the crowd or you just feel like, yeah, I want to take a very different picture that none of my friends has. And then what you can do is to go to some alternatives. And I actually did some research online and I noticed that some people have some very interesting recommendations. One is we all know that the fireworks are on the river. So one side is Taipei City. And if you want to uh, look at that from a different angle, you can always go to the opposite side, which is Qinbeishi, New Taipei City from the district of Sanchong. From there, you'll be able to see the reversed version of the fireworks, which I believe should be as nice as the, the other side, the Taipei City side. And then people also say, yeah, it's, uh, it's about the river, so you can always go to a bridge or some taller buildings nearby. So some people have recommended Taipei Qiao and Luoyang Tingchechang. They reported some very good view from there. And last but not least, there's a very interesting recommendation, which is from the Northgate Square, Beiman Guangchang. And why there? Because from there, you can see the North Gate uh, in the front. And behind the North Gate, there's another historic building, the Taiwan Railway Museum. And then the fireworks on the backdrop. So if you want to take a very cool picture of a combination of the fireworks and historic buildings, that's a place you should go. So I just Excellent. And I think one other important thing, Jerome, which you kind of didn't say, but is kind of implied. <laughs> All those places you mentioned are easy to get to by public transport. Exactly. So don't try driving there. Don't try taking your motorcycle no, there. Try, the like roadways in that area parking. are all small. It's hard to park. But, you know, you can go to like Zhuanglianzan to Minchuan Xiluzan, and they're all very close to yeah. that the area of the fireworks. Or if you're going to Bayman, there's an MRT stop right there. Right. And leave the car at home and just take the MRT to get there. Exactly, yeah. And just remember that if you feel like the walk is still too much, you can always grab a, <laughs> a, a U-bike a, a U-bike, yeah, and just bike there. And remember, I think many of us now have the T-Pass, the monthly pass, which doesn't require extra charge for you to visit those events. So definitely utilize that. Get the maximum out of that. Yes, Good excellent. Deal. Good the deal. great recommendations. <laughs> okay, so now we are entering the final part of the episode where we're going to share a cat's meow. Ooh, our cat's meow or our pet peeves? <laughs> yes. Okay, I don't know why, but I think I keep getting stuck on having a cat's meow, <laughs> things which I really like. And since we're talking about travel, I had one idea, which I think is something we were going to mention before, but I, I don't know if we did, but uh -huh. to do something off the beaten path. Hmm. You know, so when you're traveling, oftentimes we'll remind people, you know, to get off the beaten path. So the beaten path is the the road or the route that everyone takes. Just like Jerome, when you said you were stuck in America during COVID, <laughs> you decided to go off the beaten path. You went to yep. places that people normally don't go, maybe mm. because they're too far away or they're too obscure, stuff like that. So I think that's an important rule to remember, especially these days. People are really into immersive travel mm. to get involved in the place they go to. They just don't mm. want to look at the pictures and take snapshots of, you know, the beautiful scenery. They want to feel, they want to experience where they go. So get off that beaten path and really enjoy the city or the place you're going to. So that's my 
cat's meow for today. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jerome, what would you like to share with us? A cat's meow or a pet's peeve? I like to go with a uh, cat's meow. Yeah, somehow I always like to go with something more positive rather than. <laughs> You're like me. That's <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, the cat's meow. I'll. Um, sure is a word I just used very recently. It's called no brainer, no brainer. <laughs> so no brainer basically means something that's super easy that you don't even need to think about. And personally, I often use this word when I'm facing um when I'm making a choice and one of the options just stands out so clearly that nobody can dispute that. <laughs> uh, just to give an example, like right now it's August uh, in Taipei. Let's say around noon time, I need to get from Taipei Main Station to Taipei City Hall, and it's. 37 degrees Celsius outside, and I would say, yeah, it's probably a no-brainer for me to take the MRT instead of just walking or riding a bike over there. Yeah, so that's my cast meal, a no-brainer, or, or just like listening to our podcast is a no-brainer too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You yeah. just have to do it because yeah, it's so it. great, isn't that yeah. right, Paz? Yeah, just do it. Exactly. Just same with your own podcast too. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> do it. Well, I'm going to jump on this positivity train and Yay! also share a cat's meow. <laughs> Uh, the word I chose for today is wanderlust, and I think it's a word that Jerome can relate to. Is that it describes a desire of just wanting to travel to go to different places, and it's not about thinking about a specific destination or thinking like, "Oh, I'm going to go there and that's it." Like you go from point A to point B. No, when you have wanderlust or when you're experiencing wanderlust, it basically implies that you have this desire to just go out and explore and see what's around the corner, go into the back alleys, you know, see what they have. To offer instead of saying like, oh, I'm going to go from point A to point B. It's to take your time <laughs> and to you know really explore and really travel through an area yep. because you're curious. You have the sense of wonder that you want to mm. travel around. Yes. So, yeah, so I really like that word. You get as well. off the beaten path, mm-hmm. and you can wonderless. Huh? Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Cool so when that. you I have like that. that sense of wonderlust, like Tim said, you could travel off the beaten path. Cool. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> it's a no-brainer, too. Yes. We scored a perfect score there. Yes. Okay, so Jerome, thank you so much for providing our listeners with a deep dive into the Taipei Summer Festival. Uh, you've shared with us different places where we can see the fireworks. I feel like that's probably the thing that most people would be interested in is where we can get a good view of the fireworks. We've also talked a little bit about the history of Dadaochen, why it became such an important center, and why there are so many beautiful historical buildings in the area, and also some different places to visit, like the temple or uh, going to mm-hmm. Dihuajie to explore through the markets and to, to eat, to eat, <laughs> to, to eat, eat, and yes, also to eat, to eat yes, and have it. fun and go shopping. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And I really appreciated the little tip he gave us to go to Beiman. I never thought about that before, but that should be a great photo opportunity. Oh yeah! Like you said, the you know the old buildings in front of you, and then the fireworks in the background. Yeah. Wow, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, personally, I have never done that, but I've seen the photos people took from Beiman. I would say it's fantastic. So definitely try it. <laughs> we'll try and do that for you and send you the photos. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Okay, uh, we want to thank uh, Jerome for joining us at this time on ICRT's breakdown. Yes. Uh, so Jerome, again, Jerome is the host of the podcast Lu Xing Re Chao Dian, the traveling stir fry shop, and he's also the author of Make Wo Ho Shang American. 
Back and Back Alleys. And I've actually read some snippets of the book itself. Ooh. Very, oh. very interesting descriptions of <laughs> wow, you did places, your homework this time. places wow. that you would have oh, never so <laughs> thought about going to in the United States. So if you love traveling, definitely check out Jerome's podcast and his book. And before we sign off, we got to quickly remind people that this is a project sponsored by the National Development Council and the bilingual uh, campaign for Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Cool. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, team. Thank you, Pat. Great to have you with us. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Breaking the ice. Breaking the mold. Breaking down the news. You've been listening to ICRT Breakdown, a bilingual 2030 policy program brought to you in association with the National Development Council.